Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Before we begin this episode, just a trigger warning. Help is always available. And if you need to speak with someone today, call Lifeline Australia on 13 11 14. This podcast is recorded on Noongar land. We'd like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land and extend that respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander and their elders who are listening today. We respect their spiritual relationship with their country. Have you ever wondered exactly what it is that that married man found so appealing about paying for it? Or watched the murder doco and thought, how can that monster's mother still love him? Welcome to To Be Frank, the show that invites you to step inside the world of Constance Hall as she explores the most interesting topics and people from all over the world with no BS, no filter. Now your host, Constance Hall and co-host, Claudia McLeod. Hello and welcome to another episode of To Be Frank. I'm Constance Hall. And Claudia, how are you going? How are you guys? Sorry we have been a little late on this episode. We kind of dropped off the face of the earth, a couple of reasons, one being that it was our best friend's 40th and we were both dying. But um, <laughs> things <laughs> took a lot, a lot longer to recover these days, five don't days, they? Five days to recover. Five days of hell. Like, it was so much fun, but oh my God, we paid for it. Week it was long. so fun that we can't even talk to you about it because it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Wish you were there, guys. All our group chats have been dinging all week with the memories, the core memories. It was super fun. <laughs> and so I remember when you party in your 40s, there's like an element of sorrow. Like when you do it in your 20s, it's like <laughs> your next weekend, guys. But when you do yeah. it in your 40s, it's like, oh, that's, when will that we do used, this again? This used to be so fun. <laughs> we really need to bring it back. The other reason that we fell off the face of the earth is that obviously the world is a completely different place than it was two weeks ago. You'd have to be living under a rock to not be affected by this. So, you know, the usual sort of formula, I guess, with like creating content and stuff is just to plug on. But I think this one is Mm. like you can't just plug on. Like I'm actually kind of starting to lose a bit of my admiration for the people I follow that aren't talking up about this war. What do you think about that? What do you think about people that you follow that are choosing to ignore the war and not speak up about it at all? I think a lot of people, it's just too much for them, which people like you and I can't relate to because we love talking about, you know, even the most horrible things. For some people, it's like they just can't go there. I often think maybe there's an element of not feeling educated enough. Yeah, to to be able to discuss it. Yeah, like you can articulate or like you could. And I heard an amazing activist say the other day, like don't let your lack of articulation or education stop you because people will try and convince you that what your initial gut or what your instincts are telling you, you don't agree with it. They'll try and talk you around in circles and, and make you feel stupid. But at the end of the day, like this is not about, you don't get a sage or more of a say just because you have that education or that ability to express yourself. I really like that. That's really 
prevalent in this situation because it is such, the history goes back so far. Not many people do know, obviously, the whole ins and outs of it because it's so complicated and so, so it goes back, it's so deep. But what I hate is that when people say, don't simplify a really complicated situation because I'm like hang, going, hang on, hang on. You can simplify it by stopping killing kids. That's simple. And then, you know, sure, there's complexities that might take years to work out, might take decades, whatever. But like, Surely that is simple enough. I think that's why it has rattled everyone so much because that is what's happening and it's just, it's it's unbelievable. Was it the 7th of October mm-hmm. was um, when this all began with Hamas attacking Israel and Claudia sent me messages that I woke up to because she'd been up since, was it 4am? Yeah, so my husband woke me up with this little glow of his phone which you know, I was rolling over and this happens quite often and I just ignored it and he was like, fuck, you've got to look at this. And he was showing me some of the footage and we just lay there for hours. Like it was just unbelievable. I couldn't believe what I was seeing like in real time. And this was at the point that Hamas was had just gone into the music festival and there was the footage of the people running and hiding in bins and the poor young lady that was taken hostage by them and put in the back of that car. It was just horrific. And it was just like you're watching it going, this can't be real. Mm. And it was hours and hours and hours of it. Mm, yeah, mm. that's when and I texted you. Yeah, and Claudia was sending me links and I was like watching it and I was just like far out. Like I actually didn't know much about Israel. Your initial reaction was what mine was. You said, oh, but isn't this, doesn't this happen there all the time, which is what I thought initially because there is always so much conflict and violence and stuff there, but this is different. It's like a guerrilla war. When you delve right into the even recent history, I think that, you know, even just a couple of years ago, over a 1,000 people in Palestine were killed. Mm. And, and so I think this does happen all the time, but it doesn't happen to Israel. And I think Israel is a very powerful country with a very powerful military and strong alliances with the US. And so I think that could be why this is getting more media attention than when you were then when the Palestinians are getting attacked. Yeah. Um, so obviously, like I didn't have much of an opinion on. Much of that, you know, I just definitely didn't really, didn't side. I thought it was awful what the terrorists were doing. I didn't understand why they were doing it or anything. I thought it was fucking horrific. Like I cried that day and the next day and the day after re-watching this footage, I'm going, Denim, this woman, like her mum believes she's still alive. Like mm. can you imagine being that mum? Oh, my God. And mm. You know, I, I deep dove this stuff, so I was just I was right into it, and I think it was about day three or day four when I first when I sent Claude my first text, going, "Oh my fucking god, these children in Palestine!" And she's written back to me, and she's gone, "I can't. I've gone too far into this, and I'm still so upset for that woman that was getting taken away, kidnapped." That's when we sort of started to understand more of the full picture. So when I started to understand the full picture. But I did have something in the back of my head saying, hang on a minute, isn't Claudia Jewish? Like <laughs> I didn't I was it was almost a bit awkward. Like is is Claudia oh, really? I was like, is Claudia gonna like hate me for saying to her, but what about these Palestinians? Like it was only yeah. a fleeting thought. And then I'm like, what about the Palestinians? But then when I saw you and, and you know, like you were like, no, nah, I, I can't, I can't believe this is happening to these kids. I realized that, you know, you were still thinking critically about the situation. But, um, from somebody who has, who is a Jew, are you, are you Jewish? Like, do you, well, I am do Jewish, you- but, um, I'm not a practicing Jew, but to the, you know, like Judaism believes that 
you know, it's passed on through the bloodline, my maternal bloodline. So I'm like as Jewish as they come, you know, because my mum's mum. Yeah, so my mum's mum, so my nan, her dad was a rabbi, but she, they, and Polish, she was, she was from Poland, she was a Polish Jew, and they came to Sydney, they immigrated to Sydney, and he, his name was like Levi Solomon, but he changed his name to Phillips because, you know, to fit in when he got here, like it was as, like as Jewish right. as they come. Like where were they from? Poland. Poland, yeah, Polish Jew. Yeah. When my nan was a little girl, she got polio and she lost the ability to walk and her mum took her to a Christian science healer who healed her and she was able to walk again. So right. my nan always practised, um, like always went to a Christian church. The Jewish faith believes that it's passed on through the woman's bloodline, but we've never been like, you know, practicing Jews, but when okay, I have my um when you die you might still get into heaven. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> but I have my DNA done, you know, when you put your little swab in it and I was like fifty percent Jew. Right. So I find Jew very interesting because obviously Which it's, I thought was um, interesting. I I didn't think it would be that strong. And religion. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's yep. both. I didn't realise. I'm so bad with history. Like I feel like I'm just catching up now because I didn't listen as a kid. And now no, I find the Middle East is very, very complex. It is so complicated. Like even my husband knows so much about it, but even he said to me, to me to try and explain it to you is just, it is so, so complicated. I definitely didn't realise that Israel has only been Israel since post-war mm. Mm. and that it was gifted to them yep. and that it was Palestinian. Yeah. Before that. So now yeah. I've gone like deep dive. I've, I've watched an amazing documentary called Life in Occupied Palestine just to see what it was like before this war and to really understand the apartheid sort of. Where it all comes from, all the hate. possibilities coming yep. from exactly. But I think like, and it is fucked. Like it is so fucked that no one cares. Like we cared about South Africa. There are things that we all ethically agree are wrong, but we're all kind of not worried about Palestine. These Palestinians can't drive on the same roads as Israelis. They can't cross the checkpoints. There was a Palestinian pregnant woman who needed to get to the hospital. She was pregnant with twins mm. and they wouldn't let her through. They're not letting them out anywhere. Yeah. They, like even if you've got a baby dying, they won't let you through. And it's just policy is policy. I see what's on the news and then I look at my socials. I look at my socials more than I look at the news and they weren't adding up. This is what happened to me like two weeks ago. I was like, or a week and a half ago, I was just like, hang on, hang on, hang on. I've done a lot of like, you know, grieving and deep diving of what happened in Israel and it's awful. And I mean, I have, I told Claude this already, but some of our like closest family friends that are so close to my dad's family that they are like uncle and auntie, the mother was with me and my dad's bedside when my dad died and I've never been so grateful. Like she's just so warm and heavenly. She used to be a nurse. I'm not going to say their names, but he is Israeli Jewish and he married her. So she became converted to Judaism. And then they had this little girl that they like totally obsessed with and she's heaven and she went to the Jewish school in Melbourne and then she grew up and she joined the military in Israel. She grew up in Melbourne though. Yeah. 
And then she went to join the, the military there. And the first thing I did when, you know, this was all happening was message her, not the daughter, because me and the daughter aren't, we don't know each other that well. I grew up in Perth, but the, her mother. And I was just like, oh my God, is, is your daughter still there? Have I got this wrong? Tell me my memories are bad and she's come back or something. And she's like, no, you're right. She's still there. And, you know, I was so worried for her and all the rest of it. But then like things start unfolding on, on socials and I'm wondering why after this one attack that was horrific that happened in Israel, but now all of this stuff is happening in Palestine and, and it's still happening. Why isn't it getting shown in the fucking media? Like, it's weird. And then, like, I don't like to do conspiracy stuff. I don't like to deep dive down it. But then, obviously, you get shown that all these media outlets, including the social media, are all owned by Jewish people and they're censoring everything. And it's like, what I think one of the main turning points for me was when I not turning point because there there is no side but where what I'm advocating for is to mm. stop the violence and if you're yeah. advocating to stop the violence then naturally you are advocating that Israel and the US stop what they're doing obviously you want Hamas to stop what they're doing as well but that's not happening at the moment and yeah. And, you know, I don't know what the answer is to that. I'm not saying yeah. I do. but um, It's almost like it's just fueling and creating more and more and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But when I saw, I, I'm not sure if I sent it to you or not because it is really vile. So listeners, you know, I know I've said it a couple of times on my socials, but I do really like Sean King, S-H-A-U-N-K-I-N-G. There's a lot of stuff that's coming up. And then through his page, I've gone to I, I on Palestine and then I found heaps of whose names I'm not going to try and pronounce, heaps of journalists that mm. are on the ground in Gaza mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. and I'm following all of them as well. Yeah, I think that's and really so, important just to keep it balanced and to see what's coming out, yeah. And they're going to huge lengths as well. Claude, they're going, like I saw videos of them all lining up with this one power pack and they're all charging no. phones and they're handing each other phones and, you know, you see a mother Just to keep it out there. And there are people filming, and she's like letting them, like you know, please help because they believe in us. They believe in people that people are gonna, you know, like. Can you imagine being a child who's just lost their mum and everything, and you see Air Force One flying over, landing? You think that they were coming to save you, but they weren't. They were coming to pay your oppressors. Is craziness, Doctor Ramble. When I was on Sean King's page early in this, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and I saw some Israeli military doing things to dead bodies of mm. Palestinians, mm. women, like one one of them was a woman that was just getting urinated on and then she was getting kicked and she was naked and just watching her dead body, her beautiful dead, like oh, that she looked, she was just looked like a mother and watching her getting kicked in the stomach, it made me feel fucking sick like and then the next video a video i saw was these military laughing while they were driving over this man and i think his son was next to him dead and they were just driving over and over and then until they decapitated him and laughing and saying like all this horrendous stuff and that's when i started going what the fuck is going on here like why aren't we hearing about this why am i still reading about the hamas attack I saw an amazing chart today and I actually shared it on my socials, on my Instagram. It says mentions of Israel and Palestine deaths in the New York Times. And the charts are very similar, but there is more mention that the Israeli is much higher. And then it says actual deaths in, in Israel and Palestine. It's crazy. And so I, and it's the propaganda that is getting to me. Do you know what I mean? It's like you have this rumor of beheaded babies. 
And that's been proven. It's not proven that it's not true, but it's been admitted that there's no verification for this. And when you hear people interviewing, like the ambassador, the Israeli ambassador and stuff, and they're going, so we're talking beheaded babies and the the listeners or the interviewers going, that's they're absolute animals. And that is what's happened. We've dehumanised the Palestinians so much. That's a really so good point. Hey, with whatever is happening. That's a really good point. So then I get a message from um, my, on Monday, I get a message from the woman who, uh, the girl, the daughter, who's in that's the military. There, yeah. Yep. How old is she? Oh, God. Do you know what? I wouldn't know. She's probably 25 or? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she's 28. I don't know. But she's a beautiful, beautiful young girl. And she messaged me. She responded to one of my stories that was, you know, like a stop the ceasefire story. And she said, don't forget that Hamas are hiding in hospitals. And I've got the screenshot so I can make sure I'm not misquoting her. And I was just like, okay you, well then do you know what I mean like what are you trying to that like fucking do you know what What's I mean to bomb the fucking hospitals and then bloody two days later we also knew like we knew that the hospitals were going to be bombed because they were already warning everybody in Gaza like where you've got to get out of the hospitals and the doctors were refusing to do it and so I just think it's so insane that now they're saying they didn't bomb the hospitals this message says just remember Hamas is also using hospitals as launching pads for rockets and hiding terrorists inside she sent me that on Monday okay now I think it was bombed Tuesday and then they say they didn't do it it's just, it's beyond reasonable doubt. Like, you, the Palestinians didn't blow their own fucking hospital no up. No way. But the world is accepting that as truth. Is it because, like, all of our governments are supporting Israel? Is that why people are not wanting to go there? Like, I don't know. Surely oh, everyone. is owned and our government, I don't know, a lot of people are not into it anymore. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I wrote a post, you know, just saying that I wasn't, didn't support the killing of kids, basically. No, exactly. And this is not, this is not like a normal war. This is like a guerrilla war. Like it's gone too far. There are no rules anymore. Everyone's just. That's right. That's right. You know, and it's got to stop. Like I don't, I don't think any government should be supporting what's the type of fighting that's going on now. But imagine if you were an American and you knew that your tax is supporting this. Like I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't think Biden's going to get voted in again. And um, I mean, I'm sorry. When you wrote a post about it, what was the general consensus? I know it's very divisive. Host, you're always you're always going to get a lot of yeah yeah. What was my the- post was just um it was it was saying what I'm saying now. Like I'm people were saying why are you only sharing one side of this? And the truth is that like I'm not picking a side. I'm just saying it needs to end. And if that mm. you know, and I and I mentioned last night um, Israel blew up a hospital. 
It's and like they actually both just need to stop. Everyone needs to stop fighting. Stop it. Yeah. But the thing is we've always wanted terrorists to stop and everyone wants terrorists to stop and you can't have any control over that. But government organisations, you can. Like yep. that's why I don't. I just, I just don't think that this is fair because you're comparing apples for oranges. In my comment sections, there was I lost a thousand followers. There was a lot of people saying that they were going to boycott my shop. They were going to throw out my clothes. They had, and I'm just like, okay, well, what? <laughs> an amazing top, but. Um, <laughs> Well, I think worse than losing a really nice item of clothing. Don't, do that. Don't go that far. Churia Pitt did, you know, Churia Pitt? Yeah, yeah. The clap emoji. And then there was like eight people saying to her, how dare she? She should know better. As a Burns victim, someone said that as a Burns victim. Oh, that's disgusting. Isn't it? Because you're not, like, this is what I'm hating on. If you want to ceasefire, you are anti-Jew at the moment. That's what they're accusing you yes. of. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's like I've never been accused of being anti-Jew in my no, life. No, it's just that we want everyone just we just want peace, right? Like that's yeah, where I'm at. I just think it's it. got to stop. It's And we can't take back the past. We can't take back what Hamas did. And I think, you know, there's never going to be, you know, peace in the Middle East in these countries. It's not going to happen. It's probably the most likely situation is that they're going to go back to how it was before with like, you know, some eruptions and a lot of violence, but, you know. It's, but you know what though? You look just, at these kids and you and you tell me they're not gonna grow up to fucking hate. Oh, of course. Know? It's breeding so much more, it's just making it so much worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you wonder where this comes from. They are being put through utter hell. I've seen videos of men carrying their children in two different bags, you know, with yeah. a foot coming out of one and a hands coming out of the other. And these you know, you think these people are going to grow up and forget this? I heard someone comment today and raise a really interesting point, which I hadn't thought about, is that, you know, the Jewish people over there are a little bit like us in terms of they're not populating as much and not having as many children, whereas the Palestinians are breeding like rabbits, like they've got so many children. Like I think a third of no, Gaza half, is... Half of Gaza is kids, but that's yeah. not just because of the breeding, that's also because of the low life expectancy. Right, but then there's more of the next generation there, right, which the Jews aren't going to have, so that's going to be really interesting for the future as well. Oh, it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be normal. Like, oh, it's just, just heartbreaking. It's, it's just fucking heartbreaking, man. Yeah, it's it's a recipe for disaster. Do you know what else yep. I keep thinking about? I keep thinking about when we were in high school and we were taught about World War Two, right? Like you get taught about it. You get taught about how horrible it is. You get shown the footage. You get to told like the casualties, yep. like how many people. You get taught where. But you know what you never get taught? You never get taught why. You never ask for a reason. You never put your hand up and say, why did Hitler do that? What was Hitler's reasons? And the teacher never tells you why because nothing could validate. Yeah, what is hatred. So right now you've got all these people online screaming to the top of their lungs the why. We have to do this because, because, because. And I just feel like saying, don't you see, your great-grandkids are going to learn about this in school. They're not going to give a flying fuck about your why. There is going to be no reason for it. There is it. no reason. There is no reason there for this level of. now. But it's like, and I've even like gone on TikTok, there's some really, I want to call them pro-Jew, but really they're just anti-Palestinians. -pal -pal mm. and. Like uh, this one girl, and she's just been she's been slaughtered. She's removed the post now, but her name's Thirsty something, the Thirsty Water or the Thirsty I don't fucking know. But 
she's American living in Israel and like oh, right. she does all these like really propaganda stuff like mm. we need you now more than ever all the Jewish people need to share your videos of all the torture that you're going through and everyone's like where are the videos like we want to see the videos because then we, we will fucking advocate for you if you are going through anything but she had one video that was like her literally saying can you hear that can you hear that sweet sound that is bombs killing Hamas as we speak and it was so rank like so fucking rank like oh my god some of these people are doing their fucking causes no favors I'm loving social media I think this might be the first war that we're actually able to totally yeah on the ground and real real time like you know when at first I was like watching stuff going and you know it's real because it's literally happening in front of your eyes which is amazing yeah so you know does have its its strengths in that sense even though a lot of, a lot of us like to just bury you know, our head in the sand and pretend we're not seeing it. Yeah, and and a lot of people want to do that. But I think, mm. like, you know, I was in conversations with the amazing Sean King and I said, how can, you know, how can we help? So many mm. people are me wanting to know how they can help. And he said at the moment it's about raising awareness. That's all we can do. Yep. But I would like to find out other ways that we can help, whether it's helping Amnesty. I'd like to yeah, be Red able Cross, to. all those organisations, yeah. Yeah, get people together and be able to like show our listeners like something that you know we can verify is a good way to to help them. But at the moment, it's just sort of showing the truth on social media. Yeah, and, I mean, no one can even get in; they can't get aid in there. So it's just yeah, like, getting stuff. I, met a, I know a Ukrainian woman who said to me that uh, in Ukraine, Putin was absolutely fucked, but we had the support of the West and everyone was condemning Putin, but and we could also leave. I mean, it's a pretty shitty yeah. thing. To leave your country because of war, but they could leave. Where they could the leave. These people cannot leave, and where they're being told to go to safety, they're then being attacked. It's just, it's insane, and you're losing reporters. The UN, everyone is saying you can't do this. It's just crazy. America was the only country that didn't vote for a ceasefire. It's just like what's happened to America? It used to be a country that we all kind of looked up to. Not I anymore. Mean, not it hasn't been for a long time, babe. They've lost the plot. I know. You know, I'm American. My mum's family's American. But yeah. I don't actually, I would never go back to America. Whereabouts? I mean, I like where did they, which areas? Um, Seattle and, which is a cool place to be Yeah, from. that is a cool place. That's a good yeah. good answer. Yeah. Super cool, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I went when I was young to see my granddad and, and my uncle still lives there and stuff. Ever since, like, the, you know, the gun laws, it's just I've never, I've always felt more compelled to be in Canada than America. Yeah, it's a scary place to go. I know know people that have gone recently in recent years, I'm like, are you scared? You know, like, I just want to go. Yeah, well, I'd be scared after this war. I mean, basically telling a whole, like, civilization that they don't mean anything to you and they're relatives in your country. What's happening to the world? I don't know. I really don't know. Like, you know, if you had told me, I said to Denimus the other day, if you had told me, three weeks ago, that in two weeks people would be calling for you to be cancelled because you asked for kids to stop getting murdered, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah, I would not have believed you. That's how, you know, you think back about World War Two, and you, I used to think to myself, how did, sure, Hitler was bad, and I know you get bad eggs, but how did he convince <laughs> He was a bad egg. To be bad uh, you know, it's one of these things. I was also saying to James yesterday, I was like, it's like this has taken over from The Voice. Like people don't want to go there and talk about it because it's just too divisive 
Yeah, and it is divisive. It's sort of but like that's okay. Um, like you know, the plebiscite. I had a friend that I really liked. I really, really liked her. But yeah. she posted about why gay people can't get married and why it's dangerous for our kids to live in a society. And I just had to block her. And I said to Tens, "Does that mean that I don't respect other people's opinions?" Mm. He was like. Well, no, I think you just don't respect people that don't respect other people's opinions. And I was like, yeah, maybe I could get away with that. But this is, it's kind of as divisive. And, it and it not, is. It's kind of the same thing. This I'm is the same sort of topic. Fence. I'm not going to go, nah, okay, everyone's a right, has a right to an opinion. It's like if your opinion is about killing innocent people, Israel really is such an inhumane way. I mean, it's just awful and the torture and it's just so let's talk about the celebrities for a second that are staying quiet right like have you noticed anyone any australian influencer i'm going to give a shout out to clementine ford because i've noticed that like always she hasn't shut up she hasn't stayed silent about this and and i didn't expect anything different from her but i've been really surprised by so many people especially feminists really like people that you would expect to speak out yeah that speak out about everything like who i don't want to name names but all of them (laughs) all of them except clementine ford yeah, oh, really? honestly, if there is any other Australian, like, you know, influencers or celebrities that you, that have spoken out about this, please let me know because, yeah. I'm like, I look every day and I've even messaged, okay, I'll tell you what I did do, Taryn Brumfit. She's the Yeah, what was the doco? Yeah, yeah, she's great. Yeah, fantastic. I met her in Bondi. Um, I was at the QT Hotel doing Dance with the Stars. She came and gave me a hug. We took a photo. She's very, very, very sweet. And she used to message me a lot, I think, when she was her career was, like, getting taking off and so was mine. And I wrote back but never had. I was lived over here. So there's always been, like, a mutual nod, like, for what yep. each other does. Yep. And I, I wrote a post congratulating her when she got Australian of the Year. I thought it was really fucked that there were so many people saying, hey, you've got people, blah, 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 because <laughs> what she does is important. But I turn on Instagram maybe a week ago and I saw, you know, after you, my life right now is war, I'm just constantly. You are totally consumed. To let all of you know that are listening that when we are in Sydney, I thought Com was going to get hit by a car because she was not lifting her head up when she was looking at, yeah, you were consumed. Right. consumed. And that was hard because the way I console myself after deep diving the war is that I hug my kids. But I've kind of made a pledge to myself that I will do this and I think that anyone who also wants to know what they can do, fill your feed up with images of the war because, yeah, like, and just keep it, really- keep it balanced. Keep it balanced. Don't be scared to just, like, fucking get upset, get angry mm. like you're mm. supposed to, that, that, you know. But, yeah, so I saw this post and I love her. I really do. Um, and, and this is, I don't even know if she knows much about what's happening in the war right now, but she wrote a post that said, an invitation from the White House. If you know me at all, then you'll know when the opportunity knocks, I'm always right there standing ready to answer the door. I know from experience precisely how one meeting, one conversation, one idea sparked between two minds can change the trajectory of the world. I'm truly honoured to have been invited by the President and Dr Jill Biden to a dinner at the White House in honour of Prime Minister Anthony Albanese later this month. I'm thrilled. I'll also have my colleague, Dr. Zali Yeager, travelling with me to network with some of the global body image experts and to work with me to use our brief visit as a springboard to talking the Embrace Kids message around the globe. I have to say that the world feels different right now, so just acknowledging that there is a war 
and than it did when I received this invitation just a few weeks ago. But there is no better opportunity than this and no better time for our kids to grow up right now to get back in there, influence the outcomes in the country that influences so much of our globe and body image culture and narrative. This will be a whirlwind when two are squeezed firmly between a week of no less than six domestic flights, a charity launch and a movie premiere this side and the official launch of the first major program for young Australians on the other side in the space of five days will be in New York City at Harvard, US, etc., etc. Link to my in my stories. I know, right? Not one single person. I was like, surely I'm not alone in in feeling yep. like this is an opportunity. I'm not telling people to stop working. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not. No, of course not. But just to raise a little, yeah. 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 And so I messaged her because oh. I didn't want to sound, I didn't want to sound condescending or sanctimonious. What did you say? I said, you're a beautiful woman, Taryn. This comes from a place of respect and no pressure, judgment or expectation. I simply cannot not say it. Biden is funding this. He is funding this war on children, babies, war crimes. Please research what he's doing if you haven't already. I can't watch another mum bury her child in a mass grave with a number written on his little belly while she screams in pain. My mum's family is American and I'm disgusted to admit that at the moment. The Biden administration will go down in history on par with Hitler with like three love hearts and then a link to a little baby being pulled out of the rubble. And what did she reply? She hasn't responded. (laughs) You can see she's red. (laughs) I will let the readers know, the listeners know if she does respond, but this is what I'm talking about. Like I know that would be a really tricky situation because you feel like you owe it to your the people that you're working this body image movement for. It's kind of like if someone came to me and said, I'm going to give you all this funding for feminism or do you know what I mean? Or, or Rafiki. I'm going to give you a million dollars for Rafiki if you Yeah, something that you care so much about and is your yeah. – Yeah. I mean, it's not directly like that. Anyway, I it's not an easy position, but I definitely know which, what I'd be doing. Mm. I would be going. And I would be fucking saying something while I was Pulling out a flag mid-dinner. I'd pull out my fucking Instagram live and be like a few Start playing videos of them of the dead babies in the Yeah. You'd be out of there before you could even have a bite of your dinner. (laughs) You'd probably be assassinated in there, huh? I would. I would definitely be assassinated by Biden. But then at least, you know, you're making a point. Yeah, you got it. It's going to mean something, doesn't it? I've had a lot of these moments lately, like this last week, because with my business, I don't own it all. Like I, it's owned by my business partner. And then there's obviously like all of us, you know, working parents. I have to think about my kids and it affects them. But I've got all this stuff and it's, it's just, it's a much bigger wheel than just me. But then I was thinking like, I've stayed quiet on quite a lot of things over the last few years because I was scared of backlash and I was worried that it would affect the business and didn't feel like it was really my place to affect the business and jeopardize the business. And then I'm just like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, that's not who you are. It's definitely not who you are. And this is part of why you wanted to do a podcast is so that you can be unfiltered and talk about things that you feel. And not worry about backlash. But the interesting thing is that somebody once said to me that like, if you like truly, truly believe in what you're saying, then you won't care. The backlash won't hurt. And that is so so true. So if I say something that I don't really believe, but I've said it out of you anger, worry about it. Or, yep. you know what I mean? Like once someone wrote this really cunty post about me and it was like, it was so bitchy saying that I was basically the biggest bogan mum on earth. And then <laughs> I like responded because it felt good to retaliate. And I like 
mentioned who she was in the comments. Like I was the bigger person in the post, but then in the comments I mentioned who she was mm. just because bad person and wanted to win the argument and anyway it was potentially the worst week of my life because people were unfollowing me but I was getting um trolled for being someone that didn't really represent who I am do you mm. know what I mean people were saying she is a bully and that fucking hurt yeah because it, it's not it's not it's like everything that you're not yeah whereas if people want to say you know I'm unfollowing Constance because she's you know, whatever they want to say about me at the moment then I'm okay with that because I am that and so we're not aligning anyway like it's actually I haven't lost sleep over that at all and no. I've got these beautiful Palestinians messaging me and they're miss and they're sharing my page to all of their followers and go support her because she's getting unfollowed uh. You know what I mean? And I'm going, how can you be worried about me right now? Like, far out. Yeah. I said to Denim, I think I'm going to convert convert to Muslim because <laughs> <laughs> I've gone so far into what's oh. religion. And, you know, I've been translating. The majority, yeah, the majority of them are. It's like very can be very misunderstood. Yeah. And he's like my new Muslim friend. <laughs> you just message me. My new, my new brethren. <laughs> So, Sarah Claude, she's going to be co-hosting next week. <laughs> but she messaged me yesterday and she said to me, you can just feel kindness when you watch these videos and, and you see the way these men comfort these children, the way they touch their faces, the way they, you know, like they're not even their children, but you can really feel who they yeah. are through it. And I thought that was really poignant. I could really feel that. Anyway, I just long for some sort of peace over there. Like I know it's never going to be, you know, totally peaceful but just some I do too but like most of all like I mean obviously that's the most of all but I also really really hope that we have some sort of independent media that can start giving this a fair fucking shot yeah because I reckon that that's pissed me off just as much as you just got to get it out there there is a list actually I'll get pop it in the show notes I saw a really good list the other day of some Palestinian ones as well it was really quite extensive so we'll put it in there because it's just important to know and get it out there. Yeah, and and I'm not saying don't follow the no. um, and balance, I guess the balance. all of this is it undoes the tra- the the empathy and the like compassion that you have that you have for the Israelis at the moment because it sort of overshadows because so many more civilian deaths and you know yep. two weeks ago we were just all there for Israel and we were you know like just we felt for them more than anything. We would have done anything. And now it feels like, you know, you you definitely still have that empathy is still there and that compassion and stuff, but it really does feel like something gets in the way and sort of makes that all and, and it just Like it's it. just not adding up. It just stops you from being able to fully take a breather for what happened because so much worse is happening. And daily it just keeps getting worse day to day, doesn't it? And, it's the, and the fake news, that just has to stop. You know what I mean? It just has to stop. Totally. Anyway, let us know what you think, guys, at our To Be Frankie's Instagram page. Yeah, because we would love to, Yeah, we would love to hear what you guys, um, what you think about the whole situation. and with Even if it's that. not, the, even if you don't agree, that's totally fine yeah, too. We're not going to start a war. Um, We're not going to bomb each other over it. Because we were like, you know, we could try and find people to interview, like Palestinians or like Israelis, but then we were like, or we could just talk about it ourselves and not try and pretend that we know everything. Mm. (laughs) Which we don't. We don't, and that's okay. And the majority of people in Australia probably don't fully understand it, and that's okay that you can still have 
like speak up and play. And here to learn, like, you know. Mm. See you next time, Come. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of To Be Frank. If you enjoyed this episode and want more, be sure to click follow. And leaving a review helps others find the podcast. Join us next time as we explore more interesting topics and people from all over the world. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.